Hi, welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We'd like to do a quick shout out to our Patreons, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Rue, Katie Duvetter, Janet Adams, Chelsea Ayers, Katie Nicholson, and Samantha Sanguinetti. Thank you so much for your support. And if you are interested in joining our Patreon, we do have multiple tiers available, which include personalized readings, Reiki healing, and monthly group readings as well. So head on over to patreon.com and become a supporter of Project Healing so that we can connect on a more personal level. Welcome back to Project Healing. Wasn't sure if we were having technical difficulties or not, as per usual. Jenna! What up, my girl? Hey, girl! (laughs) Shamon! Okay, I'm done. (laughs) What's good in your neck of the woods? What's good in my hood? Um, You say neck of the woods. I say hood. You can tell like the differences in where we're like where we're both originally from. Um, Thinking that banjos and you're over there like I don't even know. I was I was like, oh, where's she gonna take this? Let's see here. Sometimes I just throw in the towel. It's usually the safer Uh, choice. What's good with us? Um, and nothing too exciting. My kids were a little ornery today, which is always interesting. Um, so we like made up our own game of capture the flag within our house, um, which didn't end well because the kids were ornery. So like it ended poorly. And my husband and I looked at each other like, what did we do? We thought this was going to be fun, but it was really only fun for us. Ooh, so yeah. that's, you know, that's how we that goes. All relate. <laughs> yeah. What about you? This, what's what's going on in your neck of the woods? Just chaos, you know, mama three boys, daddy gone. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just lots of adjusting, lots of emotions, lots of connecting to emotions and trying to sleep. That's it. Just kind of doing our thing. Um On a more serious note, because you know how much we believe in those, um, we are here today to talk to you about your intuition and what the fuck to do with that shit. Yeah, that was so serious. So serious right there. Thank you. That's as as serious as it gets. Um, Honestly, though, a lot of people are asking on TikTok. I've noticed I stalked you out a little bit um, and I obviously check my own stuff and looking at other intuitive pages on there. So many people are asking what to do with their spiritual awakening and what that is and what that looks like and how do they handle it. 
So Jenna, I thought we would talk a little bit about what to do when you feel like you're going out of your mind, but it's really just your guides trying to wake you up. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, going through a mass awakening as, you know, an entire planet, it's been interesting. So yeah, it's not, um, I, I hope that people are feeling a little less alone in this journey than some of us felt that went through this previous to yeah. COVID-19, but at the same time, it doesn't make it any less confusing when you don't know where to start. So that was like right. our whole point of like wanting to jam on this and yeah. um, just give you guys some, some tidbits and hopefully some helpful tools to take and use them as you want. Yeah. And just to clarify, COVID-19 was not like the source of this great awakening. It just happens to be like a really good marker that most of us who have been living on this planet will recognize. So (laughs) 2020 was kind of like a mass awakening for people, right? And uh, a lot of people are, are coming online to their gifts and they're not knowing what to do because I know for me, I don't really feel like I know what my first awakening was, to be honest, because I know I was just an angsty teenager with like poltergeist activity and weird dreams. So I know (laughs) something happened there. But the first one that I was aware of what was happening, like looking back aware, was after I had Wesley, who is five now. Wow. Um, I can remember trying to rock him back to sleep in in the rocking chair in his bedroom and I would be staring at the closet and just feeling like someone was watching me there. And it was the Mm. same feeling that I used to get in my mom's house. And I thought, this is my anxiety. This is my anxiety. This is my anxiety. And I kept telling myself that, but I would get so spun up over it. I would make Mike do all the nighttime stuff. And I really thought it was like sleep deprivation that would make me feel that way. But 100% looking back, I think that was part of not discounting my anxiety. I definitely have it, and it is strong. But I really think these two were, like, playing together. That awakening, that anxiety. They don't make either one easier, do they? They're like comorbidities. (laughs) 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 That's great. So is that what made you feel like, something was shifting for you was just sensing more activity? Mm, Still no. So (laughs) if you guys want to check out um, the episode, so it's I didn't know I was psychic. It's it's a good story about my not knowing I was psychic. And it's funny because one of my girlfriends just tagged me in a seven-year-old post on Facebook about me having a dream that her daughter was born early before her baby shower. And her daughter was actually born on the day of her baby shower. And she went into labor that morning. And I, she tagged me in that. And I thought to myself, shit, seven years ago. And I still wasn't catching on until about two years ago. So well, no. because when we're still living in that like 3D mindset, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a weird coincidence, right? And then once you flip over to that 5D switch, it's a synchronicity and <laughs> it's a knowing <laughs> and, you know, it changes. It changes. So I can relate to that. Like, oh, this such strange coincidences. No, no, <laughs> no. I remember going to a psychic in Rochester who said, um... I remember asking her if, like, what it meant that I always felt like someone was behind me in a parking lot. And she was, 
she was explaining that that paranoia that you feel when you're alone is spirit like walking next to you, but you're unaware of it still. Mm. And yet somehow it's still, I must've been 19 or so at that point. Uh, but that makes sense because looking back now, when I, now when I feel that I cut my energetic ties and I tell whatever I'm feeling to piss off basically. And I feel like instantly yes. better. Well, most of the time. Sometimes you get that lingerer and you're like, I said go, right? You have to keep saying it. Use your mom voice. Right. Yeah. You. Use your mom voice. Um, yeah. So let's, I think we should hop into the tools because otherwise we'll just keep going back and forth about like With our experiences. Galore, so. Right. Jenna, bring yeah, that in. Yeah, which we totally could. We can we can share our stories as we walk through some of these steps, and they are not going to. I don't think they're going to be in any order because it's Catherine and I. So just bear with us through this. Um, <laughs> to the jungle. But I would say, like the first part of like when you start to notice that you feel different or you feel off or your energy, like you start to be really aware of your energy, right? Like your energy and maybe even the energy of those around you, um, getting grounded. And learning about grounding is huge because that will make a big difference. Um, so, I mean, personally, I like to do it through, um, like, I, music is really grounding for me for some reason. It raises my vibe, but it also brings me down. <laughs> um, and it also, um, yes, down yeah. to earth, back to earth when I'm like, losing myself. Um, and I love to journal or create in any capacity. That's, those are my favorite ways to get grounded besides going outside and putting my feet in the ground because I live in Rochester, New York and it's cold. Like, you know, most of the months. <laughs> okay. I still make it a point to go outside and put my feet on the ground. And I don't want you to make a joke about me living in Virginia because it is cold here too. Like, Low 40s is still pretty cold to be putting your feet in the ground, but I will do it. Yes. So I'll take the trash out barefoot or at, 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 like by the time I get inside, like, your feet fucking hurt because they're cold, but it's so good for you. It's probably not even long enough to be effective, but I do it almost every day. And then um, for me, grounding, it's honestly lately it's been the deep breath and imagining the roots going into the earth because I find myself doing mm -hmm. it frequently. So it's taking that deep breath and yoga. I've been doing yoga for about two weeks now, which is not that long, obviously. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Holy crap, though. My energy feels so good. I live in a fucking shit ah, storm right now. Good. And I'm finding my peace during it. So that's how you ground, right? And, and just to like double back there when Jenna said that music raises her vibration, but it also grounds her. So being grounded, your vibration is going to be higher. If you're ungrounded, you're going to be operating at a lower vibrational frequency. So being grounded, don't let that confuse you and make you think that that's like low vibe. It's not. It's right. you have to have them both. Like being grounded is being in a higher vibrational state also. Yes, it's, it's helping to balance calm. that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Anchored energy. Yes. Um, gratitude is a huge one. Um, starting to find our gratitude because when we go through an awakening, many of us, and this is what I was talking about when I said COVID-19 and like 
the connection of like the awakening with that. We go through a dark night of the soul. So we go through something that is life changing. Um, and that can look different for everyone. Um, you know, maybe you lost a job, maybe you lost a partner, maybe, um, something just shifted in your life. Maybe you had a child, you know, there, there are so many things that can, um, that can send us into that dark night of the soul where we kind of throw our hands up and go, whoa, is me? What is going on? Like, I feel lost. You feel lost in your own energy. She's chopping at the bit. What's up? I mean, no, 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 I'm possible, but dark night of the soul. So for people who are like me and who are resistant to believe in any sense of darkness whatsoever, ironic with like the interviews that I do. Right. But like you, um, the dark night of the soul, think of it as a really challenging time. Yeah. Because it's a time where you feel lost. That's why it's the dark night of the soul, because there's like no light. Like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Not, not dark night of the soul as in like everything is horrible and crashing down. I mean, it could be that it could very well be that. Um, but it's about more about feeling lost, um, and disconnected from others. So you may go internal, you may be, um, not wanting to leave your house or, you know, whatever it is, but a great way to kind of start to dig yourself out of that is through gratitude and looking for the positive parts of your day. Even if it's just something as simple as, and the moms will relate to this. I got to drink a hot cup of coffee today. That shit ain't simple. That like never happens. Right. But it would be something that we could be grateful about. Right? Okay. (laughs) So like coffee's never hot, even before kids. But the point okay, so the point is though, something simple like that is huge. And I was I've been seeing this all week during my readings. Don't overcomplicate your healing process. Return to the simple things. Return to the simple things. My guides are like, yo, Catherine. Are you hearing us? Return to the simple things. <laughs> but it's Let's so true. give you one more client that brings you this message. That's what I feel like sometimes. I'm like, thank you, universe, for delivering that one last client that I needed for that message. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day it starts again. You're like, no, I really fucking get it. Um, yeah. Gratitude. And that um, a practice that I have a lot of people do that I should be better about doing myself is listing in the morning other than just gratitude, like things that make you happy. And if you have nothing, if you feel you have nothing in your life at that point that makes you happy, write down what would make you happy so you can at least create that energy of happiness, right? So none of this is going to be like, oh, so I journaled once. I feel so much better. You got to make this a practice. This isn't one and done. So for those of you who are on my level where it's got to be instant, you're not going to get there that fast. You have to ease into it and allow yourself to go through the feelings too. So lean into the dark, into like the darkness and climb your way out of it. Definitely. Yeah. And that brings me to like the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Actually, it was a great segue. So good job, Um, which is connecting to our inner guidance and our highest self. Um, And we can't do that by writing a gratitude list one day and then falling off for three weeks and then coming back and being like, well, today I'll meditate and then falling off for three weeks. And so if you really want to um, 
truly connect to your inner guidance, your highest self, your spirit guides, your angels, whatever it is that you believe in, it doesn't matter what you believe in. I would just like to say that as well. Um, you take what resonates with you and you make that a part of your spiritual practice. Um, we are all different. And that is the beauty in spirituality is that you can pick up what resonates with you and you can uh, determine your own practice. But anyhow, you need to have a consistent practice in order to connect to your inner guidance. And I remember actually when I was working with Catherine, um, I remember being like, you know, I guess my biggest hesitation around everything is just like, how am I going to fit it all in? And she was like, yo, 10 minutes, like literally take 10 minutes. And I was like, I could do 10 minutes. And my 10 minutes then turned into 15 minutes or 20 minutes some days if I had that. But setting my mind to like, I have 10 minutes to connect in some way to myself. Oh my gosh, it made me feel so much better. And I got to the point where I was like looking forward to that 10 minutes because yeah. I knew that was going to be my woosah moment. So, and you know, um, yeah, busy moms don't even try the excuse with us. Jenna <laughs> has her hands. In every freaking pot there is known to mankind, okay? Like, if she has to take one thing off her plate, she's going to create three more because she's just got to keep learning and doing more things, okay? This isn't like a weakness for her. <laughs> this is totally just her place. It's her happy spot. <laughs> for me, I'd be losing my mind. <laughs> but, and then there's me with three boys, five and under, the oldest two are 18 months apart. They're thick as thieves and they're little devils, Okay. I find time to exercise every single day because if I don't, I'm an asshole. That's my 15, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And you don't need to carve out this insane amount of time for yourself because the days that like that I set aside that time to exercise, sometimes that downward dog is interrupted 16 times before I get to finish what I'm doing. It's just what it is, but focus on it. Keep it there because there's this really beautiful thing that happens when your kids watch you finding your center and making that time for themselves. They're learning how important it is. And the other day, Jameson goes, can I do yoga with you? He's my three-year-old and he's doing all the poses in his own beautiful flair way right next to me. Also in my way, yes. but it was so rewarding to see you have to keep that up. It's so important for them to see you taking care of yourself. Side note over. Do yeah. something that grounds No, you. you're, you're, yeah, you're so right though. Like we, we live in this society of like, do, 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 do. And we forget to just be, we forget yeah, to be, but we cannot truly care for other, um, other people when we, when, when our energy is all off, right. we can try, but we are not going to be the best version of ourselves. And Catherine and I will tell you that firsthand because we've both been there. Oh boy. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing too. So the more regular I have gone through what I did, um, one three-week workout program. I did four weeks of another one that was supposed to be eight weeks. I decided I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. I don't like to finish things. I'll get right up to week seven, day six, and I'll be like, you know what? I'm good. I can't <laughs> do it. Tapping out. Tapping out. <laughs> but then I switched to something else at least. So I'm still doing it. And it, it, was, it was yoga so that I could find my breath instead to encourage myself to be more present and 
through all of those weeks, the whole point of that is it took my kids about that long to figure out, okay, mom's doing this. She's got her exercise mat out. We don't need to bother her in this time. And do they still? Yes, but they're not asking me to stop what I'm doing to get them something from the kitchen. They're not doing anything like that. They're more like, hey, can you open this real fast? And they're off. They respect it. So you have to keep doing it before they're going to figure it out too. When your energy starts shifting, their energy starts shifting. Okay. So happiness, gratitude, exercise, grounding. Yep. Connecting to your highest self. Internal self. Um, And that can also be done through journaling. I just want to point that out too. Like we were talking about like getting like a fitness routine or just carving out that 10 minutes. But if you're really trying to connect to your inner guidance or connect to your spirit guides, writing is a great tool to do that. Um, It helps you um, discern like that mind chatter versus like what you are receiving. Um, So there's that. Um, And then I think like asking questions and finding answers, like, that's a huge thing. Like Finding as we community. go through the spiritual, yeah, we go through the spiritual journey. We come up, we have these questions. You you can find answers literally anywhere. You don't need to have a service or um, pay for anything to find some answers, right? Um, but start learning all the things. And then if you feel called to learn and to um like subscribe to something, I'm going to use that term, um, for your learning, a class or whatever it is, then then go down that road, but allow yourself to guide it, whatever feels mm-hmm. good to you, because we're, we are all different. But I will tell you that I did that for many, many years where I was like on my own, like reading all the things. I've got my giant collection of books that I've read and all of that, but it never really came together for me until I did work with a mentor. That was yeah. huge. So I do want to put out there, like there is, um, finding, like Catherine was saying, finding your community is huge. Um, a, you have somebody to talk to that understands what you're going through and doesn't look at you like you're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Um, and, um, you can ask all the questions and feel supported and, For most of us intuitives, you know, if we don't know the answer, we will go seeking right alongside you. So that's just how that that works. Yeah. (laughs) So in eliminating that anxiety that you're feeling during your awakening too, um, I know Jenna's got a list over there, but hopefully we can, I I bet you this is on it. So tones, high vibrational music, anything that's going to help your, um, your energy kind of regulate itself. So for those of you thinking like, I can't meditate, I can't sit down and calm down enough, try something while you're sleeping for one, because then you're not resisting it when you're asleep. Number two, listen to music that is of, um, the frequency of 528 Hertz or higher. That is going to help raise your vibration, And it's going to help on a cellular level with actually like healing the DNA. Now we're not going to go into how that all works. If you want to go science it up, go science it up. Look it up for yourself. There's plenty of data, beep, beep, bop, boops around it all. Go read for yourself. (laughs) Not our jam. But the music Um, makes a huge, huge difference. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's important to note, too, that, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation music. If you just connect with music and music is healing for you, any type of music is okay. Um, and you do not have to meditate in the traditional sense either. So many people so hear the this. term meditation and they're like I can't sit inside that's the I mean I hear that that's like the first thing I hear from almost every intuitive student is I have squirrel brain and I'm like hello so do I plus um, that's why they call me, it a practice yes absolutely but again. meditation does not look the same for everyone no. meditation is connecting with your thoughts so how do you like to do that you can go for a run and that's your meditation. You can create a piece of artwork and you're connecting with your thoughts and you're allowing yourself to slow down. That's your meditation. I like to meditate while I'm showering or doing my makeup because I don't have any distractions and I can just be one with my thoughts and allow myself to open up and receive um, whatever is is coming to me. And um, just for the record, um, solfeggio tones, they do start at a lower frequency, just, just so that we're clear. There's a, 528 is a great place to start because that's the frequency of love, but they do start lower and they heal all different things for the whatever the different vibration and is. And so this so is a perfect example of different information being out there as well because my understanding is that you shouldn't listen to anything lower than that because it can <clears throat> see and Jenna's disagreeing. So yeah, you also have to find your own information. <laughs> Yeah, I, I only disagree because like there are lower frequencies that can help with like pain in your body as well. And I've used okay. them and I know that they work. So um, so they're healing frequencies, but um, there so are some people that that feel that like, oh, it should be 528 and over. But that's a personal opinion. That's, that's So maybe not this a, is something yeah. that's more gravitated toward like a mental health thing. Don't listen to a lower frequency than 528 to help with like anxiety or like a depressive state. But those lower frequencies are going to help with actual pain thresholds. So lower frequencies include removing pain, um, influencing your overall energy field, liberating fear and guilt, um, facilitating change, and then connecting with nature. And then the higher ones, 528 and up, is repairing DNA, healing relationships, mm. awakening intuition, attracting soul tribe, and connecting with light and spirit. So there will be people out there that are like, oh, no, only go for the higher ones because they want you to go down that realm. But if you have other things that you need to heal from, maybe it's not time for you to find your soul tribe yet. Like maybe you need to do some other internal work. So um, I allow myself to kind of just flow with whatever feels right to me. And honestly, and Catherine, you may agree with this. Like, have you turned on some solfeggio tones that you just can't like, it's like you, that one doesn't work for me and I, I need to change it. Okay. So yeah, you felt that way. Um, but I also was told and the last um, healer that I worked with had said, listen through it for like five days because what it's doing is stirring up shit that you don't want to heal. So she told me to sit with that anxiety for about five days and it would start to feel better. And I did it at night so it wouldn't be as awful the way she explained it. But it was yeah. so interesting because when it was on during the day, my husband was like, it, he likes like techno and like all of like that kind of music. Like this sounds like something he would typically like. And he 
was like, this is making me crazy. Why do I feel so anxious? I'm like, because you got shit to work through, bro. <clears throat> but it it did make a huge difference. So after the first, like, I think it was more like four days for me, I started feeling a lot more relaxed. But when I first started listening to it, because I am already so connected and aware of like third eye activity kind of crap, holy shit, yeah. did my vision get insanely strong, insanely fast. Yeah. So much stuff. Like I went to um, a wine tasting party and I could like hear spirit like whispering in my ear that night. So it's if you're ready to awaken your intuition and you're on board with that, it's it can be pretty quick. So yes, just yeah. be cautious. Um, yeah. And go with what feels good to you. If something doesn't feel good to you, don't force yourself through it, especially if you're not used to it. Um that, I would say that as we advance through the stages, then we may be more likely to stick things out. But in the beginning, which is what we're talking about, you go with right. what feels well, good to no. you. No, okay, so yes. But also if like you or I were to tell someone like, okay, in the beginning, like, hey, go through this the first couple of days, please message us when you're having these feelings yeah. or when something goes on. That's where the community is important because – in that yes. part where I was told to listen to these tones, it was working on healing something that I had never confronted. So it was a beginning for me. It was a different beginning, but it was a beginning. So she had said, you need to check in with me every single day. And that was right. part of it too. Right, right, so right. the check-in is really important. If you're feeling off or you're feeling like something's not fitting right, reach out to someone who you know can help with this kind yes. of thing. Don't call your GP because they're going to be like so phagia what? <laughs> but <laughs> reach out to your nearest hippie friend. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that like the music and that thing that brings me to like um, grabbing some sort of divining tool if you feel called to. Um, so a pendulum, oracle cards, tarot cards, whatever it is that you feel called to. If you want to walk down that road of really tapping into your intuition mm -hmm. and um, like reading yourself or reading the energy of others, um, a divining tool is a great way to get started um, and to get some confirmation and some validation for yourself about what you're feeling. Um, I know that. Um, I run a group for intuitives and it's all about intuitive development. It's all about shadow work. And when we hop in there, like I always have like, oh, I should talk about this today, but I always want to do cards so that it's like a visual for, um, for my soul sisters. Right. And nine times out of 10, I will start my little talking spiel and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull cards. And then it's like those my words are validated through those cards. Yeah. And that's an amazing feeling, especially in the beginning when you are unsure of what you are receiving or what if what you are receiving is true. And I'm using my air quotes over here. <laughs> so divining tools are very, very helpful. I agree with that Super 100%. Helpful. Especially um, just like a pendulum to get your yes, no answers. It's, it's, it's pretty yeah. useful, I think, in the beginning. Um, and then you'll get to a point where you feel the need to like kind of put that stuff away sometimes too. So when you're starting out, grab a hold of it, but don't be afraid to venture away the more you see that like you are on the right track. Um, excuse me, sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh no, I was I I mean, I think that whatever feels good to us. So if if you if that's what you like to do, like I love my cards. I'm not going to venture away from my cards. That's something that I love. You know, there are people that are tarot readers for or a living. That's what they mm-hmm. do. They read tarot cards, you know. So if you feel called to use a divining tool, there's nothing wrong with that. Like go no, for it. No, nothing at all. Do it. Do it up. Do it up. We actually had a debate today in my group about because I don't I don't read the books when it comes to do the oracle decks um i want i don't want anything to influence like the way i feel about the cards um the only time i use a book usually is if i'm like reading for myself Same. um but usually when i grab a new deck i just feel into the cards and then like i had about half of the ladies saying like no i i read the book front to back when i get it because it was created a certain way um, it was created like with these messages and that's just their feeling and that's okay. If that's, if that's how you feel you want to connect to your deck, then so be it. It's not what I do. And I don't think it's what Catherine does, but. It's um, not what I do either. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you know why it's not what I do? When I was mentored, I was told I didn't need the cards and I was using them as a crutch. And that's not to say that everyone uses them that way. I have decks that I use very frequently and then there are people that I'll read for where I pick up the deck and I shuffle just because I'm moving my energy around and I never pull a card yeah but the cards are great to kind of get like first of all perspective on yourself and that's where I do keep the book so I have a deck or two where I keep the book so that I can check on myself like you were just saying and then the rest of them I just go with whatever I'm seeing because it's like a like the artwork almost kind of like tips you off to what it is that you need to be focusing on. So if it triggers something for you, that's what you're supposed to be seeing. There's no that's yes. okay. So perfect. There's no hard and fast black and white way to handle coming right. into your intuition. If you could take one thing away from this episode, it's trust your gut. It's not mind yeah. chatter. It's not your anxiety, and find a community. Finding community was yeah. my one thing, but trust your gut snuck in. So I realized that was two things. Find a community. <laughs> well, we have to. The trust The trust is, I think the trust is the hardest part of it because we're all born intuitive. So we've been doing this our whole entire lives without even realizing yeah. it. So then when it's like, oh, your intuitive light bulb comes on and you realize like, oh, no, I'm really intuitive. You go, well, is that my intuition or is that based on my experiences? And like for me with the cards, I'm the same way. Some readings I will use cards. Other readings I don't ever touch them. But when they do come in handy for me is when I'm personally connected to a situation that somebody's asking about, right? So I want to use my cards to take myself and what the advice that I want to give out of the equation. And then you let's see what the cards say, because I'm going to tell you this. And honestly, I usually still project what I want to tell. Um, But then I go to the cards as well. It's probably spiritually led anyway. Just saying. Yes, I agree. No, I totally agree that it all comes together for a reason. Um, learning our senses, paying attention to which senses light up when um, and how we receive. So get to know your clairs. Get to know your clairs and how you receive. What do you mean by clairs? 
the Claire's so clairvoyance clairaudience which is literally the way you feel in your body and how you receive information so for instance clairvoyance is clear seeing um so people that are clairvoyant um they may see things with either the physical eye or internally in their third eye I it drives me absolutely insane when people are like, I'm not clairvoyant. I've never seen a spirit. And I'm like, but have you had a visit in your third eye? Oh, well, yeah. In my third eye, I have like a whole movie playing. Okay, well, that's clairvoyance. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's different for everyone. But um, yeah. yeah, our clairs are our spidey senses. <laughs> yes, they are. They are our spidey senses. Um, yeah, I only asked because I figured a lot of people don't know what the clairs are. But you might if you're listening True. to this freaking podcast. So. <laughs> No, you're Claire's. I want to double back to um, learning to trust your intuition. There's a really, there's a couple like really cool tactics you can use to help learn to trust it. So like if we were still working in office land or you know what, like a bunch of you were having Zoom calls. So you, you, you're not guessing, you're focusing on, okay, what color top is my boss going to be wearing today? And go with the first thing that comes into your mind. The first thing is your intuition. The second thing is your fear or your mm. your anxiety or your ego speaking over your intuition. So maybe you hear that like awful mustard yellow shirt and you're like, oh man, they look so bad in that shirt. Why do they wear that shirt? You like, Go with that. Go with that. And you know, even if they don't have it on, there's always a chance that they put it on, went like, man, fuck this shirt and took it off. Maybe you did still see that. So... <laughs> Keep up with it. Like, guess the shirts. Keep your phone face down. Guess who's texting you when your phone buzzes. Um, I love today. I literally had my phone open to text Jenna and thought, no, I'm going to make this list first. Put the phone down. Picked up my pen to make a list of, of something for the show. And then she, she texts or she calls me back. I was like, no shit. That's how this always happens. <laughs> I summoned her. Um yeah, so, we definitely have a pretty hardcore telepathic connection. It's, it's a weird. little weird. It is. Um, fun story, um, just as a sidebar. So Catherine and I were practicing remote viewing and um she likes to like spring it on me, right? So she's like, remote view me now. And, and right yet it's been a while and um I saw in my mind's eye I saw we have a huge like very well-known um children's museum here and I saw that strong museum of play I saw strong museum of play and I was like are you at a children's museum and she's like shut up and sends me a picture of her and her kids at the children's I museum. was like she's <laughs> never gonna get this I'm done with you yeah <laughs> over but Jenna has to be careful with remote viewing me because sometimes I'll be like remote view me and she's like, I'm not going to do this right now. <laughs> like in the bathroom or doing something ridiculous. It's a setup, isn't it? It's a setup. It's a setup. It's a test of your intuition too. <laughs> but this yeah, is the kind of stuff definitely. we work with students with too. It's it's the silly stuff like guess what color um or guess who's driving the car which is kind of unfair because you can listen to stereotypes with that too but um (laughs) they're stereotypes for a reason right but you can guess like okay what color shirt is the driver of that car gonna wear or who's calling me or what time is my mom gonna call me today or um, i don't know you go out to dinner with someone when the world returns and guess like are they gonna get an appetizer or are they not what are they gonna get to drink like try to guess that kind of stuff 
because yeah, it's what's not the bill total going to be? Or yeah, it's, in, like it's intuition. So listen to it and check that stuff. Listen to it. Yeah. So which brings us to practice, practice and more practice yeah. like that, like the more you flex that intuitive muscle, the stronger it will get. Um, as we said before, like about creating a practice, you can't just like tap in for a day and then fall off for three weeks and then expect that you're going to just be lit up all the time. Which um, is the like more a that lot of you- people will say, I used to be intuitive or I used to be psychic and I, I left it. No, you didn't turn it back on. Start practicing again. Right. Yeah, you just stopped using it. Yeah, absolutely. So there are so many ways to to do that. Um, so, yeah. Anything we left out? What did we leave out? Anything? I keep having something and then forgetting it, which is why I keep interrupting <laughs> you. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, 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 I've got this. <laughs> so I'm being rude today because otherwise I'll keep forgetting. Um, yeah, I was going to say something. When you were talking about – oh, so another really cool thing we do um, in like classwork stuff, Jenna, I think you do this with your students. Um, when you're practicing mediumship, we also do celebrity interviews with deceased celebrities because it gives you an opportunity to connect to someone on the other side who is used to being interviewed. And then also you can double check the information you get after. So you can get like birthdays, like what kind of records do they produce, like all of these like like facts that you can check up on. And that's a way to like test your gut with that as well. So if you're a medium, that's something else you can do in the meantime to check that. But ultimately, like we said before, your biggest takeaways have to be like get grounded, get grounded in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing too, especially probably because of the pandemic, watch your food, watch what you're eating, because if you're eating a ton of processed crap, it's not actually helping you with staying grounded. You have to watch what you're putting in your body. Yeah, I'm glad that you said it that way because it's not just food. It's everything that you're putting into your body. It's your makeup. It's your laundry soaps. It's what you're, you know, the Lysol that you're spraying into the air. Like, be careful of the toxins that you are exposing yourself to um, because that stuff does have an effect on – we won't get into the medical side of that, but I have an idea of somebody that can come in t- onto the show to talk about the medical side of those things, of our intuition. That's that might fun. be cool. Ooh, um. That's really fun. I don't know what she's talking about, guys. Jenna's got secrets. <laughs> yeah. So stay grounded. Keep your vibration up. If you're feeling really shitty, one of my favorite things to do is record myself singing and play it back. Because it always makes me laugh and laughter raises your vibration or get outside. And, you know, I have to share, mommy dumb, my oldest, Wesley is five, and he, yesterday, we finally got outside for a walk. And I was in a horrible mood for, like, two days. They were awful for a few days, too. We've got a lot of transitions going on here right now. And Wesley, when we got home, he said, Mom, don't you feel so much better after walking? What do you mean, kid? He said, it feels good to go outside. Yes, yeah. it does. You're so smart. A walk will make you feel better. He knows that. Yes. Because he feels that. And kids go by what they feel. So connect to what, like, watch the, if you have children in your life, watch what they're doing when they're sad. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Find your, what did you say? Grounding. Losing my mind. Grounding, Connecting, finding your vibration, 
Bruising your vibration. Find your tribe. Find your tribe. Community. Top three. Yeah. All right, home skillets. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, I might just post that part of the video that was beautiful, Jenna. If you have any questions, get a hold of us. Uh, Jenna does group work with students. I do one-on-one every now and then. I mean, if you ask and I have the open space, I will definitely take on a student. Um, We'll catch you all next time. Wait, hold hold on a second. Mine's not just group work. Mine is combination. Oh, it is? It's one. You get both. Yeah, you get both. So you get one-on-one and group. I'm not going to allow you to speak for me. I am my own human. I can speak for me. (laughs) Okay. You're fired. (laughs) Here it is. There it is. Uh, But yeah, it's it's a combination. And for anybody that really wants to work one-on-one, then we can work one-on-one. But there is something to be said about that coming together with new people that are on the same page as you. I don't play well with others. So if, if you don't play well with others, you come hang out with me. <laughs> That's it. It's fine. All right, homies. We'll catch you next time on Project Healing. Bye. That's our new music. <laughs> <laughs>